It is time to go deeper in God's Word. It's time to engage in truth. Here is Dr. Steve Ford and Pastor John Bornsheen. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Engage in Truth. This is John Bornsheen. I'm a senior pastor of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church right here at Colorado Springs. I'm so glad that you're tuning in again today. Dr. Ford is not in the studio with me. He is out on the road. But today we have a very special guest in the studio because we are talking about a hot topic. It's the frontline news, if you will, as we are going to the front lines in our culture talking about law enforcement from a biblical perspective and really getting a testimony from the front lines from someone who has lived in the realm of law enforcement for over three decades. So we have a very special guest. I can't wait for you to hear from him. But as we talk about policing in the United States, it has become this highly politicized issue. And during the summer of 2020, no issue was debated more than the subject of defunding the police. I never thought I would hear such a thing in my lifetime. But the phrase defund the police, DTP, as you'd often see, became a rallying cry for the progressive left. And yet behind the scenes, are brave men and women who are putting their lives on the lines every single day to protect our communities. And God established law enforcement, and we're to obey those in authority. Romans 13.1 tells us, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. And when we read in Romans 13, 4, continuing in that vein of thought, he adds, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. So it's fairly well known that God gave a set of laws and with it, guidelines for the enforcement of those laws. Not only did the Mosaic law define sin, but it specified penalties for those who broke the law. And any law is essentially meaningless without enforcement of it. So the people in the biblical times may not have had police force as we think of it today, but they definitely had those who promoted justice by enforcing the law. The Bible's references to watchmen, for example, in Ezekiel 33.6, or armed guards in Nehemiah 4.13, or even judges in Ezekiel 44.24, and the whole book of judges, for that matter, could be seen as examples of law enforcement. And God is a God of justice, according to Deuteronomy 34, excuse me, Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, and he demands justice of his people. Follow justice and justice alone, according to Deuteronomy 16, 20. And this command implies the necessity of law enforcement. God has always given the responsibility of enforcing the law and thereby maintaining justice to man. Now, defend the weak. And the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked, is our instruction in Psalm 82, verses 3 to 4. Now, Romans 13 deals with submission to government authorities, and the same passage is instructive on the purpose of the law enforcement and police work. Again, listen to it once again, Romans chapter 13, specifically here, verses 3 to 4. Rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. The one in authority is God's servant 
for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. So police officers or peace officers represent the rulers mentioned in this passage and extend their authority. Now, therefore, a Christian involved in law enforcement or police work is doing a good and godly thing. The officer who enforces the just law of the land should consider himself or herself God's servant and toward the lawbreaker, an agent of God's wrath sent to keep the peace. Now, one of the most important jobs of every police officer is the restraint of evil in society. A dangerous career, a noble calling, and a profession of congruency with a biblical desire for justice and righteousness. Now, according to the Common Sense Institute, the rate of crimes against persons increased by 20.8% from 2014 through 2018 before rising by another 5.1% from 2018 to 2022. The United Way released its peak Progress Quality of Life Indicators Report, which states that violent crime rose by 35%, surpassing the national average in Colorado Springs. Yet Fountain, overall, their crime rate is 14% lower than the overall crime rate in Colorado. And I have to believe that's the result of the leadership that is in Fountain, Colorado, with its strong mayor, Mayor Sharon Thompson, and its law enforcement leadership such as Chief Heber and Commander Frank Lewis. So I want you to hear from the front lines today. And if you're just tuning in, this is Engage in Truth. It's a program of Calvary Fellowship, Fountain Valley Church. You can learn more at calvaryfountain.com. And today we're talking about law enforcement. We're talking about life on the front lines. And my special guest here in the studio is Commander Frank Lewis. Commander Lewis, welcome to Engage in Truth. Uh, sir, uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, I am not special and by no means whatsoever, sir. <laughs> so. I, I beg to differ. I think you're fantastic, and just having heard you share your testimony and having heard you just share with even the men in our church and in our community, and I've been a part of some of the events where you were a special guest speaker, and your your heart just it, it, you capture the audience with your love for the community, uh, your willingness to put yourself out there on the front lines every single day. I know that Fountain, Colorado is better because you're there. And, and for that, I want people to hear from you because you've had a storied career, 34 years in law enforcement, even from Detroit, Michigan, of all places. You bring all of that knowledge and expertise, but more importantly, you bring a love of Jesus Christ. Could you just share with us a little bit about that journey, how you came to know the Lord and, and what he's done in your career? Absolutely. Um, so I think for me, it started when uh, I was leaving junior high school, going into high school. Uh, going into the ninth grade. And that was a time when my parents decide to go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Frankie decided uh, he was going to start joining in the wrong crowd huh. and started doing things that I shouldn't do. And, you know, and I'm just so grateful that my mother, you know, uh, had the courage to reach out for help. And uh, there was a lady that she was working with whose son was involved in this youth uh, like ministry type group where, and I remember the gentleman's name, uh, Daryl Onanian. In fact, Daryl Onanian and I still stay in contact. Wow. 
and uh, another gentleman, Scott. And they would ride around in the inner city, pick up kids, troubled kids, and take them to church on Wednesday nights. And um, my father wasn't too keen on this, but my mother insisted. And I believe, you know, that truly changed my life. I didn't, I didn't get it right, but the foundation was set. I believe the foundation was set. So you fast forward, you know, I joined the police department. I, um, I do pretty well with the Detroit Police Department. You know, as mm-hmm. far as the world defines well and successful, you know, I reached the level of commander. And um, so, you know, anyone that's on the outside looking in figures Frankie Lewis has it all figured out. But what they don't know about Frankie Lewis is that he's had numerous affairs on his wife, uh, went through a divorce, you know, got remarried. And I just remember, I believe it was in 2010, I was sitting on my porch and I looked at my wife, my current wife, and uh, I explained to her, I said, you know, everybody sees all this success, so-called success that I have in life. You know, I have a nice house, wonderful kids, nice cars. I'm a commander, you know, all, all these great things. I said, but when I look in my rearview mirror, I said, all I see is a road of destruction. Mm-hmm. And I said, it has to change. It truly has to change. And I told her then, I said, you know, I, I, I plan on taking my Christianity seriously. You know, I, I'm going to seek God with everything that I have, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're not ready for that journey, I understand because I understand it's not, I, I understand what it means that the road is narrow. And, um, but I said, I'm tired. I told her I'm tired. I said, all I've done is hurt people that did not deserve to be hurt. And when I thought about that, it was my ex-wife, my children, uh, mm-hmm. and, and my stepchildren, you know, the, the ones that were coming into my life. So, and since then, you know, I've, I've, of course, I've, you know, many times I've taken five steps forward and maybe taken one step back. But uh, I am seeking God with everything that I have because, you know, we, we are a society that swears we have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how good your intentions are. You know, I don't, I don't care how noble you think you are. If God is not your main ingredient, you will never bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I've learned in my 34 years in this profession in my 59 years on this earth mm. is that God has to be my main ingredient Amen. or to never bear fruit. Amen. And you've seen a lot. I can only imagine what you've seen out there. And yes. has that drawn you to also strengthen your faith that when you look evil in between the eyes, it seems, and you, you stare at face to face and, and I can only imagine then how that can either draw a man to either function in his own strength in opposition to it or draw on the strength of the Lord Absolutely. to see true victory. Has that been the case for you? Absolutely. I, I remember, uh, you know, I did, I think it was 12 years, 11, 12 years, somewhere in there on the streets in Detroit. And, 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 and I had a great time out there. I did. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed helping those who could not help themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember right after that 12 years, I think I figured out, you know, there's no way that society and any law enforcement agency, we're not going to arrest our way out of the situation that we find ourselves in. Mm. That's not going to happen. You know, we started off with 10 laws. <laughs> That's right. And today, you know, if I, if I heard correctly, we have over 330,000 of them. Mm. 
Right. And all of them were designed to change behavior. Mm. And none of them have worked that man has come up with. If we just go back and focus on the 10 that we were originally given, you know, I think we could do better. But I just remember my wife at the time when I got off the streets telling me after two weeks, she's seen a difference in me in night and day. And I had no idea. Wow. You know, I had no idea that, that, that I was a changed person, that the streets could have changed me that much where my kids and my wife at the time were afraid of me mm-hmm. because I was so hard and so cold. And, uh, and that, you know, that, that impacted me. Yeah. It truly impacted me. And, uh, you know, I wanted to change. I truly did. Well, I praise God for your 30-plus years and the journey that he's brought you to himself, that now when you had all these young guys coming out of the academy who – have never experienced what you've experienced. And now your wisdom of the streets on the streets, coupled with your knowledge of Jesus Christ and the Holy word that sets a man free and truly liberates them and, and helps even with stress management and all of those factors. I suspect that the wisdom you're able to give them is priceless. And and I, I can only imagine how God has surrounded you with these uh, young ones eager, hopefully eager to right. learn and hold yes. on to your every word. Are, are you seeing, can you give us kind of a pulse of what's going on out there? Because I know you've even recently gone through a, a loss of one of yes. your fellow officers, and I know you, your wisdom must have been critical in such a time. You know, and, and I, like I explained to him, um, you know, um, God is in control. Mm. And he allows things to happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, and I remind them that, you know, God tells us our thinking is not your, my thinking is not your thinking. And that we just have to have trust. We have to have faith. And, you know, and I, and I tell the officers, you know, after the, uh, in particular, right after the George Floyd and, and the incident that happened on TV, you know, I didn't see, I, I didn't see race. I didn't mm-hmm. see hate. You know, I just seen um, an officer that's been on the street for 17 years. And I tell officers, if you're not careful, you become the monster that you chase. Mm. And, and so you have to, found your, you have to found your, find your foundation, you know, and what that is, your therapy, your, your um, you know, something that's going to build you, keep you strong. And I explained to them, I said, for me, it's God. Right. It is God. I said, I have to stay connected to God. I said, because God has told us. He said he didn't suggest it. (laughs) You know, he commanded us. You love your neighbor as you love yourself. And pastor, everyone else on this planet is my neighbor. I don't care if it's George Floyd. I don't care if it's Charles Manson. I don't care if it's Donald Trump, Biden. He has commanded me to love them as I love myself. Mm, That's powerful. Well, we are blessed in our community to have such a champion of faith and a, and a man uh, not only grounded in the Word of God, but applying the Word of God every single day. And that's what we ask our listeners to do, not just be hearers only, but doers. And you have the opportunity to really uh, cultivate this closer communion with God with all of those whom he has put into your sphere of influence. Could you give us an idea of the pulse that's out there right now? I mean, is there a... You know, we talk about law enforcement, and, and they've been sometimes uh, maybe felt underappreciated. You know, some of the things that are going on like that. What are your thoughts? You know, right now there's a lot of anxiety. Okay. You know, there's a lot of fear amongst mm-hmm. uh, officers that, the, um, the, you know, the community doesn't have their back or they don't understand them or 
they're one mistake away mm. from losing their career, you know, and, and, and their livelihood and their families. And, and I remind them, you know, that uh, that's always been the case in this profession. Mm. You know, I remember when I joined the academy, when I walked into the academy building, I see this big poster on the wall and there's this officer in his beautiful uniform and all these kids are hugging on him and his hand, his hands are handcuffed behind his back. And he says, this is how society wants me to go out and do my job. So that's always been there. Like you feel like you're underappreciated, but you know, like I tell them, I said, that comes from within, you know, know who you are. And, 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 and despite all these different, all this different legislation that's coming out where, where officers feel like their hands are being tied. Um, Know your heart, know who you are, trust who you are and know that you're going to go out here and you're going to do your job correctly. Yes, we have those small percentage of officers that don't need to be in the profession, but that is in every profession. It's true in every profession. So, you know, I, I tell them all the time, trust your heart, trust who you are, but more importantly, trust God. Amen. You know, God is going to maneuver you through this. You know, if you, if you surrender everything that you have to him, it makes life so much easier. And, and, and understand that uh, 90% of society out here, in my humble opinion, appreciates everything that we do. Mm. They truly do. It's unfortunate that the 10% gets the mic. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, man. It's true. We can all probably do better about, even if we're getting a speeding ticket, to be grateful that we have individuals out there who are monitoring the streets, out there sacrificing and putting themselves on the line for our community. I think that if we truly had an attitude of gratitude, e- even in those moments, we should be grateful that we have law enforcement that care, law yeah. enforcement that are out there on the front lines every day. That makes my heart uh, leap with joy to know that I have good men and women out there Absolutely. who are trying to do the right thing. Absolutely. Now, if is we talk about the the pulse that's out there, yes, sir. Uh, according to the Heritage Foundation, high crime neighborhoods are characterized by high concentrations of families that have been abandoned by fathers. State by state analysis by Heritage scholars indicates that a ten percent increase. And the percentage of children living in single-parent homes leads typically to a 17% increase in juvenile crime. So is a is a, a man who has seen so much, probably you could write a number of books from what you've seen and the impacts of neighborhoods, is you have this uh, an audience of listeners out there, parents, some single moms, and even single dads that are raising up children what would your advice be to them as they're raising up children in a culture that seems to glorify violence and, and, and objectifying women and all these sort of things in just <laughs> trying to solve the world's problems in right. a matter of a couple of minutes? Is there a wor- word of advice that you could give them? Absolutely. You know, and, 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 and I think what the, 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 the part of the equation of that equation that we're, we're missing, because I've seen it on both sides. You know, I've seen what a house looks like when the father is not there. Mm. And I've also seen what it looks like when the father is there and he shouldn't be there mm. because he's mentally, physically, and sexually abusive to the children in the house. So, you know, the equation is on both sides of the coin. And what, what I find, I remember it was a pastor out of Philadelphia. His name was Eric Mason. And he said, we have no excuses mm. because we all have access to the ultimate father. 
And, and so, the, you know, the, 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 the single moms, the single dads have to have the courage to introduce their household to the ultimate father. Mm-hmm. And that is in our Lord and Jesus Christ. Amen. So there are no excuses. Even the Bible tells us I have enlightened everyone. Mm. Amen. And, you know, statistically, you're not wrong. I mean, 83% of households who have a father that is a believer, we will see that the children will be saved as a result. And so active parenting. But, you know, I I just wonder for all the single moms out there, you know, they may be stressed and feeling the frustration that maybe their child feels like a latchkey kid. I kind of grew up like that in a short period of time. Uh, You know, is there another guidance perhaps that you could give them that, you know, should they be more attentive to the video games they play and the television programming they watch? Do you see that there's a correlation out there with violent entertainment and what it's produced on the street? Or is it really just really a heart issue, quite frankly? You know, because I'm a video gamer. (laughs) Uh, You know, I play them all. Right. And and, and it's, it's, um, I just remember the foundation that my parents gave me. You know, um, of, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, we didn't go to church. You know, we, I was raised Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 but the, the, there was some type of foundation there. You know, they, they, right. they made sure that in one, some way I feared God in a healthy way, mm-hmm. in a healthy way. And so, you know, I was introduced to God. So the, you know, the, 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 the owner's manual. Nobody wants to read the owner's manual. <laughs> you know, and men are horrible at it. Right. You know, we, we, we want to know why we have screws left over or whatever, you know, when we put something <laughs> together because we don't go step by step. But, you know, for me and, you know, what I tell everyone I come in contact with, you know, I tell them, you know, the Bible is the owner's manual. Mm. And if you just read the owner's manual. It will guide you through this crazy thing of life. You, we can yeah. Google everything else. We can Google how to fix my outlet, how to fix my sink. Why don't we Google what does the Bible say about raising my kids in a single family household? Right. Yeah. You know, we, we can Google, Google that. And all the answers are there because, you know, the, the, there's nothing new up under the sun. <laughs> nothing. That's right. You know, we've been here before. We've been through this before. And, and God has given us a direction on how we should get out of where we are. We just have to have the courage to follow that. Well, I applaud your efforts that clearly what you're doing is working when we see such a significant decline in crime in Fountain Valley. And I, I believe the Lord is blessing you, your labors, and your sleepless nights as you pour your heart and soul into the community and raising up young men to to go out and stand on the front lines in the community. So job well done. And, uh, you know, as we close today, and it goes by so fast, it does. how can we support law enforcement better as churches as christians as families how can we come alongside you you know it's it's um just love us Mm. love us um understand that you know 99.9 of us are here to help you and um and trust us you know um you may not always understand why we are asking you to do whatever it is that we're asking you to do but please trust the fact that it is for your safety as well as ours. Right. We have to keep control of the whole environment when we're in it. And it's not just for us. It's also for you. Amen. Amen. And that is our end goal. 
Well, we can certainly pray for you more as well. Yes, yes, and, absolutely. Uh, every time you see somebody in blue or uh, you know maybe black, whatever it is, <laughs> right. uh, that that particular outfit that day, that uniform, they wear that uniform for a reason. God has appointed them. Individuals such as yourself, I, I would say, even take the challenge. You see a law enforcement officer today in a restaurant, go pick up the tab. Tell them thank you. Encourage them. I think that like anyone who's in service full time, uh, whether it be in ministry or law enforcement, we can do a better job just to say thank you and encourage those such as yourself who are putting your lives on the line every single day for us. So thank you, Commander Lewis, for your faithful service, both to the king and to our community. I want to thank you for listening to Engage in Truth today. And if you'd like to go back and listen to this program, you can find it at calvaryfountain.com. This is a ministry of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church, and services are 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Sundays. And we'd love to see you there. God bless you, my friends. Take care.